Self-esteem is the way to happiness. People think it's money, fame, fortune. No, it's self-love. Because when you love yourself and you respect yourself, you honor everything. You're just one step away. Let's change all this. Let's heal this. Let's go on the journey. So many people have been transformed. And that's a beautiful thing to see. I don't know if you're going to see this voice memo, but I thought I was happy. Are, are you happy? I'm not happy at all. The question is, are you happy? I'm the happiest I've ever been happy? right now. P.S. Be the person who you'd want to meet. Welcome to Are You Happy? The Happy Hour. And welcome back to another episode of Are You Happy? Podcast. We are in the presence of a very divine and lovely New Yorker, Miss Audrey Hope. She is amazing, you guys, and, and you're going to find out just why. So without further ado, I give you Audrey Hope, who is also a soul healer and relationship expert. So Audrey, how are you this fine Friday? It's wonderful to meet you. Thank you for having me on your show. I just, I'm feeling very passionate actually right now <laughs> to talk about all these things because we're all, you know, I think the world is in needing some help and some healing. So I'm just happy to be here. I think you're so right. And it, you know, what a time to be in your field to be able to reach all of these people, whether it's on social media or in your appointments or or through, you know, any medium that you use. So what a time to be in your position and to help so many people. Had you ever come across Are You Happy before as far as like our series or, or podcast or anything on social media? I will be looking out for it now. I love <laughs> it. I love it. People need to be happy, right? And they don't know how and they don't know where to begin. Yeah. And especially during like the pandemic time, people were looking for that connection. You know, they really needed to know that they weren't alone and we were physically alone and we're all stuck inside. So to be able to connect, even just to see someone else's story and and feel that with them, I think that there was a big, big part of healing in that being able to connect with each other. I think, Vanessa, we were extremely resilient. I mean, people survived. We survived. Human beings are incredible. You know, and we learn so much from being taking a time out from life. The good parts I've also been hearing about, mm-hmm. about what's happened to people because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, changing careers, changing relationships, deciding what they really want, what's important. That's what a retreat will do for you. <laughs> Is there anything for you that changed throughout the pandemic time that now it's totally different? Well, I've been lucky. We work seasons rehab. We, and I have my own practice, but I didn't feel much of it because we were just working all the way through and people were coming in and we just were busier than ever. So I, I didn't feel it as much as other people. I mean, I was out and we were masked and tested. We're alcohol, drug rehab, but a lot of people came for depression and feeling suicidal and a lot of things, but it was also an opportunity for people to heal things that they were too busy to look at. Mm -hmm. So that was the, you know, the age group of the children, you know, not being able to go to school because there is backlash on that. That has been really working with the kids has been difficult. So, you know, PTSD is about a timeline that comes later. So when I worked with 9-11 clients, they didn't come, you know, right after 9-11, they came years later. So 
we're still going to be feeling the effects of this for years to come, the PTSD from it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine because the majority of us think about PTSD as happening within like that immediate time frame or, or shortly thereafter. We never think about it happening many, many years later. So can you expand on that? Were you in New York during that 9-11 time? And how is it now working with people that still have that PTSD? Well, I wasn't actually, but my husband, his father had an office there. Of course, that was years before. And there were clients who really didn't make it. Some of them didn't make it. I mean, as far as it was just too horrifying. Out of all the traumas I've worked with, that one was extremely rough, you know, seeing people jump out of buildings. But New York is so close to my home. You you mentioned you like New Yorkers. Well, me too, because in my business... I really have to, you know, take a point of view and you have to be very strong to help addicts and people who are blocked and don't really want to open up. So I've always felt that my New York energy and my New York attitude has been one of my greatest gifts. And what is it that encompasses a New York attitude? Like what are the attributes? Raw honesty. Get over yourself. Look at yourself. Stop hiding. If there's an elephant in the room, we're going to look at that. I just like to go right into where it is and and bust it. Mm. So I've been sometimes called the buster. <laughs> I like to go in, okay, so this is what you don't want to talk about. Let's talk about that because healing has been such an extraordinary adventure for me because when I started, people, it was like chiropractic stuff. No one wanted to go to a chiropractor. It was very, you know at the time when it, there wasn't even insurance for it. So I came in as a pioneer. Let's talk about the soul. Let's talk about the deeper issues. Let's talk about spirituality. Let's go deeper. And I was alone in it. But because of that, I created my own pathway, which is wonderful. So when I work with people, I go to a higher lens and help them. I say on the things that people really want to know, you know, like, why am I in this relationship? Mm -hmm. <gasps> Why did this happen to me? How come I had all this trauma? How come I had all this pain? So these are the questions of the soul. And these are the things that I like to help people with because I think they're important. You know, if someone's had a lot of trauma, why did that happen to me? Or if somebody lost someone in death, how come that happened to me? So when you look at it from a soul point of view, it's really interesting. We're here to learn lessons. We're here to become our best selves right? Mm -hmm. And so we go on a spiritual journey. So I always say, if we had the rules of the game, we'd all be okay. So I want to help give the manual and the rules of the game. This life is much more than you think it is. Yeah. We are here for a lot of the other reasons than just, you know, having a nice job, you know, kids going and growing up, there are deeper reasons for things. And so that's what I like. That's my gift to look at. I want to hear so much about these deeper reasons. But before we do that, I have to go back because I've always been fascinated with people that work with addiction or people that counsel others dealing with those areas of their lives. Because I think that it takes a certain kind of person to be able to a shoulder that burden and work through it with them, but then also to be able to break through that. Well, how about bringing a new point of view to it? right? Taking out the shame and guilt of addiction, right? And saying, how is this bringing you to your knees on a deeper level and inspiring you to grow and become a better person? So I love working with addicts and I love the way they love what I'm doing because some of them don't do well with 
AA, NA, and all those programs. So they need something else. So I offer this other slice, which is the hope. I call it an alchemy, you know, that you can change from caterpillar to butterfly quickly. Mm -hmm. And then the butterfly doesn't have to remember the caterpillar that was using (laughs) because you become this magnificent healed being, right? And so people won't remember the pain of what you did. And so it's the now moment of healing that soul healing gives to addicts. I sometimes, well, I've had this experience a lot where someone will come into the treatment center and I'd be like, you are the most amazing person. And they'd be like, but I'm using, and I did this. And I said, no, I see it in your eyes. You're just one step away. Let's change all this. Let's heal this. Let's go on the journey. And really so many people have been transformed and that's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, most definitely. And I have to ask just out of curiosity, was there ever a time that there was someone that you couldn't get through to and maybe like that particular case stuck with you through the years and you're still learning things from that? What a beautiful question. Uh, That's a beautiful question. I would say that what I learned is that we're all in our own classroom and we have to let each other go to our own classroom. So I really learned karmically, I'm not responsible for anybody. I don't have to help you. I can invite you to heal, which is wonderful. But if you choose to leave this planet, or even if you choose to use again, that's your decision. So there's a freedom in that. And, you know, that's another lesson of spirituality. Let people have their journey, invite them, but you can't really change anyone. You can inspire them to change, but the soul has to make its own decision. So that's what I've learned. I mean, I've lost a few people. They're with me, but I'm okay with people leaving the planet. I really am. You know, a lot of times people ask me about death because I do have a talent for mediumship Mm. because sometimes someone will need help, right? I never said this to my mother. I never said this to my father or my husband, and I want to be available if they need that. So I've opened up that doorway to let in you know, the other side. And it's just amazing to surrender to that. I'm not attached to it. So I guess that's why I'm able to do it. And then I could bring in things I don't know. And then there's real healing. I'm thinking of someone in particular who lost their son and who was an addict and he he was kind of stuck in between with Mm -hmm. the guilt and we were able to help him pass. And there was great relief for this mother and she left the rehab feeling a sense of peace. Yeah, I can imagine. My goodness, that's huge. Right, right. Wow. So I don't have a problem with people. Is it real? Because I answer it by saying suffering's real, right? And yeah. when we suffer, we're open. So you might not believe whatever, but if we can help you not suffer, then you'll believe it. So I'm not really worried about people say, well, what is that? You know, and the proof is in the pudding and in the work and how you feel after we explore certain things. And I found, Vanessa, that sometimes why we suffer is not what we think we're suffering from. Sometimes it's something else. 
There's like a puzzle. There's a puzzle to the soul and you Mm. think it's something, but it actually is something else. And that's an interesting thing. That is interesting. It really is. Right. Yeah. And then with alcohol and drugs, you come in and you think it's about the drugs, but the drugs just got you there and started the journey, but we don't need to talk about it anymore. Now we need to, you're on your knees, you're in a good place. Now we can go with what you really need to do. So some people get stuck in that and, and on that level. And I always go beyond that level. Yeah. Sounds like you have quite a variety of tools (laughs) to help people. So it's no wonder that you are incredibly effective and very, very popular, you know, with a lot of the reviews of your practice and of your services. Like I've read nothing but amazing, amazing things, which, you know, that's that's no surprise. But hearing you talk about how you work with people, it's it's obvious. Well, are you happy? That question, right? It comes from Viktor Frankl. What's your life purpose? He says you you can't be happy. You have to go after your life purpose and that will bring you happiness. And I think that's true to go after what brings you, what makes you get up every day, what brings you passion. What is your reason for living? What is your life purpose? And if you could find that, you'll always be at peace and you won't really base your life on what other people say of you. You won't need things as much if you're, you know, like an artist who does their art or a pianist who does their music. I've always been passionate. I began with my passion for healing women. You know, I started, I was working in a clothing store and women never felt good about themselves. And I was blown away by that. And I said, I have to do something about it. So that's how I really started to tell women they were brainwashed. And Vanessa, what's so chilling for me is that's where I started. I created a TV show called Real Women, Positive Role Models for Women. And then I related it to the energy of why they have to take the woman down because she's so powerful. But it's blowing my mind that now I'm seeing it come in our society again. They always go after the woman because the woman is so powerful. She's the spiritual energy. So if they can take her down, they could take over and start the whole patriarchy thing again. So I'm blown away that this has happened and watching this again. It's very sad, but it will be a revolution, I think. It is already. You mentioned happiness. Now that's uh, one of our questions is, are you happy? So you you pretty much half answered that yourself, but something you said about your start and how you were pulled to tell them otherwise and to tell them that they were much more than you know what they saw. When I heard that story, because I, I saw your story on your site and it talks about your beginnings and your video and yes. working in the store. And I had this like overwhelming like pull feeling that said, you know what? I wonder if when this was happening in the store, if she felt like this really heavy pull to do something and intervene and tell them, no, no, you're much more than what you think you are. Well, I actually had a dream. I had a dream and and I got the name Real Women in my dream. So it sometimes comes through the dreams, your intuition and that yearning inside. And my first show, like I say on my video documentary was if I could have held up a sign for 30 minutes and said, women are brainwashed. Did you know it? I would have done that for 30 minutes, but that's kind of boring, but that's what I really wanted to do. And then it evolved into interviewing some of these great women who became very famous. But yes, I really related it to the self-esteem. Self-esteem is the way to happiness. People think it's money, fame, 
fortune. No, it's self-love. And even when you heal, what happens to us in trauma is it takes away the self-love. And that's the power we have to take it back. As women too, to never let anyone take our power ever again, never ask for permission, right? Mm -hmm. So all healing really is about self-love. Because when you love yourself and you respect yourself, you honor everything, even your healing process, your anger, your rage, you just, you know, support yourself like a cheerleader, then you can love someone else. And then you could love without need, without asking someone else to fill it for you. So then you could have healthy love instead of dangerous love. People are always asking me, tell me, Audrey, how can I meet my soulmate? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and what do you so tell I'm them? like, okay, I've done a lot of that. Okay. So let's talk about manifestation, right? And how to do that and really heal to love, you know, healing everything, if, whatever you want, whatever you think will make you happy, you do need to heal mm. and get the blocks away, right? Mm -hmm. So then how do they identify the blocks? Well, we have to find them, right? Mm. But you can't just, I know you were asking about this Twitter thing. No, this TikTok thing about Tesla's 369, right? Was that a question that someone? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought that was something like- <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. My PR agent asked. I'm having the best time but, with um, you that I'm forgetting my own questions. So go ahead, please. But you know, you can't just manifest by affirmations and, you know, saying it over and over again and being positive. Positive energy is wonderful. It's good for the body, good for the cells, good for the health, mentally, physically, spiritually. But you really, really need to do the deep healing work to manifest. You can't just say, I am now creating this. Because if we don't do the work, if let's say we feel we don't deserve money and we never looked at why, you know, sometimes I'll bring in a dollar bill to sit in the couch with you. And like, it's a relationship. Money is a relationship like anything else, right? You find out what your mom taught you about money, what your dad taught you about money, what spirituality taught you about money and whether you deserve it. And so if you don't take that away, what you believe, you'll just creating, I wish I had it. I hope I have it. When will I have it? So you got to be able to heal to manifest and that you need a really good healer to help you. But everyone can figure that out. Really. Sometimes when I do relationship, I do a relationship class, I'll say, who are you still attached to? And everyone could feel a cord in their body. They can. I'll just like tune in, put like a flashlight at your body. Who are you corded to? And I'll go around the room and they'll just say the name of the person that is still haunting them. Mm. So on an energy level, right? We have to be able to unhook from these things that stop us and block us. And a lot of therapists don't look at energy. They'll look at the mind and psychological stuff. Mm -hmm. They won't go to the energy level of what's happening and what you picked up and how you run your car, which is how you run your energy. So even before your show and you had your practice and in the early days, was energy something that you were still very drawn to like growing up? Was that part of your life also? No. That's, what a great question. I was drawn to being the best I could be and the and authentic. I was on that path. I just wanted to be clear and happy and healthy and make sure that I could. I just was on that journey since I was little. I guess while other kids, you know, growing up in Brooklyn and Queens, other kids were like playing handball outside. I asked my mom and dad, can I go to England? Could I go study in England? I mean, you know, I was, it was just, there was just, you know, there's a calling of the soul. They call it the still small voice. We all have it. We have to follow it. That's also where happiness is. But how do you hear it? You got to stop. That's the good thing we're talking about COVID. You have to 
stop and stop distractions. Woody Allen had said he believed in the power of distraction, which is so brilliant, right? To think about, yes, we're always distracted. And now with the phones and, you know, social media, we're even more distracted. But to find the way to peace is in the stillness, in nature, in quiet, taking a break, taking a rest. Then you'll be able to hear. I teach my clients how to be intuitive. We're all intuitive. We can all get signs and help. And there's, you know, you have to play around with that. Give it up the way you're doing it. Stop being in control. Surrender and allow the signs to come to you, right? If somebody wants to make a decision, should I go right? Should I go left? Should I move? Should I be with this person? Stop what you're doing. Just stop and sit on the couch, take a break, relax. The answer will come. And if it doesn't come, it will come. Get out of the way. Hmm, That sounds really awesome. (laughs) Kind of something that I've always done. I've never really forced a position. I've just kind of let things happen as they're supposed to. So I think there are a lot of things that you've said that that have felt like things that I I grew up with, not having learned or or read, but just things that were natural, right? So I guess now, after all of your life experience and everything that you've been through, I guess like what is your message to the world in terms of like happiness and what they should look for instead? Okay. So this path is not easy. And once you choose a road of healing or light or spirituality, you have to understand that it doesn't get easier. You become awake and you are aware of things. But I guess to understand the game of life is to always give us more challenges as we grow and to expect that and to look for it and understand it rather than freak out, oh my God, here's the pain. Pain is the awakener, the invitation to ascent, right? So to see that. So I guess my message would be go on this path with courage. It will always lead you to the best path, even if it's difficult, because the challenges get finer and finer as you grow up the tree of life. People think, oh, I'm on a spiritual path. We'll be singing, you know, mantras (laughs) and all that. No, not necessarily. More and more challenges so that you could become the master of yourself. So that would be my message to know what life is really really all about and how the path really works. And don't get so caught up in 3D reality. You're more than you think you are. You know, who are you without your story? Who are you without your trauma? Who are you without your family wounds? That's the question. And do you have enough courage to follow what you want to do without the family systems? You know, religion becomes a problem because it gives all these shoulds. And then there's the guilt. And then there's the shame. And that's indoctrinated in all of us. And I am very, I am investigating brainwashing because we're all, we're exposed to it and we need to be free critical thinkers in order to survive what's happening in the world now. So give each person back themselves and so they could free think and we could help the world one person at a time. Yeah. I really thought it was interesting that you mentioned people having to stop completely during the pandemic and how that actually helped some people. I think of some of like the nuances that came on in terms of like creativity for people being home and just being still and all of the wonderful, interesting things that came about. Even with like social media, you saw like lots of artists and lots of filmmakers and news broadcasters and people doing all of these things from home. And they were getting super creative in how they addressed certain things, even with like schools and how they broadcast their classrooms. And there was a lot of like new birth almost it seemed like. 
think. So Absolutely. it makes perfect sense that to evolve or to move to that next level, being still would be so important. Yes. And to also understand the pain in the world is also an opportunity for mass enlightenment because everyone's waking up to what's happening in the world. And that's good. Mm -hmm. You know, when you heal things, you have to bring it out into the center of the room, right? Because otherwise you won't be able to heal it if you don't see it. So on a mass level, that's what's happening. And there's a tremendous opportunity for growth in, in the world, for people to see what's wrong with the world and make some changes, not be so lazy. And so that's also the good part of the pain in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it will make us, it will lead us somewhere. So you deal with a lot of heavy subjects, right? And on the daily basis, you deal with a lot of heavy, heavy things. What are some of the simple things that make you happy? I love food. I really appreciate that I'm living in this beautiful place because we had to find it during COVID. I live in this beautiful place surrounded by mountains. And I thought because we had to move again, that was not such a great thing, but it ended up being a better thing. I didn't really want to move and I did. So I really appreciate where I'm living right now. It's quiet and it's just lovely. I get to look at the mountains. I really appreciate being alive. It's that simple. You know, for people that want to diet or who don't like their weight or are unhappy with themselves, I say try the gratitude diet. You know, I have two hands, two legs. I can breathe. Take it down to that level of gratitude. So I'm really seeing that makes me more present. I do one thing at a time. And that's really a a nicer way to live because, you know, Vanessa, happiness isn't in tomorrow and it isn't in really accomplishing your goals, although that's great. It's learning to appreciate the now moment. That's the secret to happiness and keeping a really beautiful perspective on things. So teaching people to change the perspective on their trauma, their perspective on their addiction, their perspective on what's happened to them is very powerful. So spirituality, is a new perspective. And do you meet with people like outside of online groups? Yes. How, what do you do? One-on-one. Okay. One-on-one meetings. What kind of things do you go through? Do you go through exercises or do you go through like just their path? Like how do you, how do you begin to work with them? Well, when, when you open up to intuition and you learn to use the intuition, it's like, I never know. I have no plan. There's no plan. It's like music, you know, creation. When you get into that zone, you know, you felt it when it feels, okay, I'm going to get it now. I'm in that zone. So that zone is where the magic is, right? So meeting someone, I don't, I stay in that divine vibration. I think of it actually like a rod that goes from the sun, from the top of my head. I open my head and it goes down through my body and there's this high vibration of light. And I live there, I try to live there. And then I just open up to what can I do to help this person? And then sometimes it takes me by surprise because I didn't know we were going to be doing that. I think the sincerity of it helps. Please let me help this person let me get out of the way. You know what I mean? And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I, I'm always learning, which I love. But my dream has been to take these messages globally. You know, I've always created TV shows around everything that I've done. And now we've, we're involved in it. We're doing a show on helping people heal relationships and showing them exactly how. So I'm excited. We just filmed that. And I'm also going to, I'm going to finally finish my books books. I, you know, I, I I did YouTube because I wanted to document it, even if it was little nuggets. And sometimes people say, well, you know, Audrey, you're giving it all away. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. Give it all away. 
Why not? Yeah, it should be put into the universe and then other people Just can grow. Give it all and, away, right? Yeah. You know, I've had managers, agents say, you know, you're giving it all away. I'm like, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> it's like, you know, saying like, the, <laughs> the idea itself is, you know, not not owned by us. So why why wouldn't you put that out there into the universe? I love that you are very open with the people that you work with. It reminds me of our show. Like in the beginning when I said, yeah, we don't have an agenda. It's literally <laughs> a conversation it. and it's so open. And the way I work is so similar in that I listen to whoever it is that I'm talking to. And I hear, I hear their experience and I hear like kind of like their essence. And I develop questions based off of that and based off of things that they say. That's such a hard thing to do, Vanessa, what you're saying, which is to listen. Mm. That's what we all want, to listen to each other. But we don't. We jump on each other and we're always on our phones or doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's beautiful to be in that. And for everyone, I, I think of it like a tennis ball. You have the tennis ball, I throw it to you, you speak, and then you throw it back to me like a talking stick in the Native American culture. <laughs> exactly. Because when we yeah. when we listen, it does wonders for relationship therapy, listening to each other. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm guilty of saying that I've not done that with everyone. <laughs> but when it comes to this show or even Are You Happy? Because we go out and interview strangers in person and you really have to stop and remember that it's about the people in front of you and listening to their story and helping put that out into the world. And so you don't exist anymore. You're literally just listening with a purely open heart. And then you're asking these these follow up questions to to just help, you know, bring out that story more and, and help add a little depth and understanding for who's watching. So it's just incredible. I think there there is so much power in that to to really listen to people. And if we all did that, it would be a whole other world. It really would be It'd be so vastly different. I think that what you do, too, is liberating and awesome and being able to do one thing at a time and be so mindful about it and gracious about everything. I think that's awesome. I wish we all had, had that opportunity to really do one thing at a time and, and be in it completely. I think that's so good. Yeah. And I think the way to that is to have a real practice that puts you in, in that vibration. So you feel the joy, you know, we're, we're actually made for joy. We are computers made for joy. The spine, the Kundalini, the spiritual energy is through our spine, right? So it has to be activated so you can talk all you want, but unless the energy of the divine energy is activated, which is why people go to India to be with those masters because they knew how to do it. I was fortunate to be in the presence of Sri Mataji Nirmala Devi, who was going to win the Nobel Peace Prize, I think more than once. She recently passed away and taught a meditation, which I have on my YouTube, on how to awaken the chakras. And that, there's, there's complete ecstasy in that, not thinking. I can't tell you the amount of clients that I have who tell me they use drugs or alcohol because they think too much. So when you have the right spiritual practice, the thoughts settle down and you go beyond thinking. The monkey mind, that's the basis of peace and happiness is to stop thinking and to get out of your mind. Yeah, for sure. And people try to find it in their mind. And I'm like, you're looking in the wrong location. Okay, <laughs> It's here. And I think Tesla and all the scientists that passed that were looking at electricity, I think they were onto something. Mm -hmm. We have to be careful where we're looking. I don't think the answers are necessarily in the mind. Hmm. 
I think they're beyond the mind. And so when we learn to quiet the fish that swim and the monkey that goes on the wheel, and we stop it in the center and we put our attention above, the mind can settle down in peace. And then you can open up to this spiritual divine vibration, which is a gift. And I, I also have that on my YouTube. If people want to do it, it, it's on there, the meditation. And that was a blessing because Sri Mataji was helping Gandhi. Wow. And so meeting her was a complete joy of my life. You, yeah, you've met amazing people. I know that there's like celebrities and that's, yeah. that's yeah, great. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah. When, you know, oh, to course. meet celebrities that you really admire and then the honor. Yeah. To work to with be, them. That's and amazing. To work with them and yeah. to, you know, can I help you? It's very humbling and been a complete blessing in my life to be honored to do that and to help. And I was thrown into that, you know, so a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Not what I expected, mm -hmm. but then again, things come out of the blue and that's where happiness is. Mm. So you make the plan, but then you let go and then you follow the guidance. And I had done this experiment that someone said, and I talk about it a lot, you know, sit in the middle of the room and wait. You can move your hand, you can pick up the phone or the door, but do an experiment and see what comes. And I did do that. Mm -hmm. And that led me when I first got her, oh, come with me to rehab. And I'm like, okay, there's the experiment. And that's how I ended up working at rehab. Mm -hmm. I just went with this experiment and the best things in my life have happened out of the blue. When I let go and I didn't make the plan. Yep. So true. So that's another secret to happiness. Get out of the way and trust the universe. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think that sums it up perfectly for sure. I think that there are countless things that we can think of if we go back into our mind and just kind of revisit past events and look at how those those amazing moments, the really, really good ones that were life changing, we had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think that's amazing. You mentioned something and I wrote a note because you said something to the effect of everything that we do, it comes back around. I think you said something to that effect. And it made me think of how a long time ago I had this thought and it's never really left. But I, I think of like deja vu, you know, and how sometimes things happen and you're like, I've been here or I've done this before. And I have this fleeting thought every single time that happens that as if you're you're being tested once again to relive that situation. <laughs> and depending on how you come out of it, it'll probably come back around. And that's where the deja vu comes back because you're being, you know, put back on that particular path to do it again. So I'm wondering if you think there's any merit to that or that's just kind of like, well, it's also the, that's great. It's the way you're explaining it sometimes that the diagnosis, which I, everybody wants to box everything and even let's box karma, but let's be New York about it. Let's just say, you know, it's time to stop using and you don't pay attention and you get a little love tap. Okay. Then, you know, the wheel comes around and we get a harder love tap and then it comes around and the Mack truck comes. Is that punishment or is that for your own good to grow and stop and learn, right? So- words sometimes get in the way of what actually is happening, which is for your own good, stop that and listen. Mm -hmm. And you know it, people get the signs, but they just don't listen. And I don't think we get away with anything. I really don't. I, it doesn't necessarily happen in the time frame, but we are accountable to ourselves. Mm. You know, sometimes people can't forgive and you can get out of the way. Life will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. Life will take care of itself. Stay in your own focus. 
Focus on what you need to do. My biggest thing that I love to teach is don't give your power away to other people. That's it in a nutshell. If you know how to keep away from being a sponge or picking it up or letting it affect you, you're good to go. That's happiness. But it's when we just, the two O's I call it, the others and the outside world, it gets in there and we just... You know, ah, I can't believe they did that. And we become tortured Mm -hmm. by what other people do to us. So then how does that affect your power then? If I understand letting, you know, I guess like the actions of others and the words of others attach themselves onto you, how does that affect your power or the giving away of that power? Well, I try to take people back to the root of when they began to lose their power. There is a place. Mm -hmm. Definitely. There is a location. Oh, I know it. (laughs) (laughs) And it really happened. Mm -hmm. And that's where it began. So I see a pattern of age five, six, seven, eight. That's where I start to see it. I term that the soul wound, which is what happened where you divided and lost yourself. So it's like even there's a lot of sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. That's also where you leave your body because it's so horrible. It's so young. But the attachment piece is getting back your soul energy from where it was taken. So you have to be able to go there. And I've worked with people and they're able to see it. They can actually see where they became critical of themselves, where they lost it. And, And then they go, wow, I see now what happened to me on a deeper level. And we begin to piece it back together in a soul retrieval. And then they understand why they sometimes meet relationships that inspire that wound Mm -hmm. because they're repeating it so they can heal it. We always find home, right? Mm -hmm. We find them. So understanding that connection of of why things happen is bringing it back to the soul piece of where you lost your self-love and self-esteem and where you divided. And I've also studied how the division of the self happens in politics too, and in brainwashing and in religion, turn the person against themselves and you own them. Hmm. I talk about this Twilight Zone episode where, do you watch the Twilight Zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The episode where they were instructed to come to Earth to find a way to destroy it, and they go around and around and looking around, then they leave and they say, ah, man will destroy himself. (laughs) We don't have to do it. Right. And it's profound. So, you know, you give people the tools of guilt and shame Mm. and self-criticism, then you own them because the person at the top, it's a triangle. They're taking over and then they get people to battle. So in spirituality, in the healing I try to let them see where they divided and bring them back. And there's tremendous peace with that. The abandonment Mm -hmm. of the self. What we're really looking for is our own healing with ourselves, not with anybody else, though it seems to be other people. Yeah, I think that's incredibly profound. I can see someone Mm -hmm. going back and picking up those small pieces that they lost or or seeing that hole is there because that piece got left behind, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So that makes perfect sense. Right. And people could see the percentage of their souls that they lost. Yeah. They'll say to me, well, I only have 5%. I'm like, oh my God, they have 95% of their soul. Wow. We really need to, we really need to retrieve that. It's fascinating it how is. people are really can see it and quickly. Yeah. 
I remember telling my boss a story. I said I was in my teens. I was probably somewhere around maybe like 15, you know, early teens. And I remember I used to be very, very external and I was always trying to make people laugh. And I was very happy all the time. I remember um, just like doing like little skits for my sister and her boyfriend, you know, and just kind of entertaining them. He turns to my sister and he says, you know what? I don't know what it is, but she's got it. She's got it, whatever it is. And I remember that and I was very happy with that. But then, you know, years go by and bad things happen. And then that girl just like God knows where the hell she went, but it took years to figure out that she was even missing. And then trying to find her and build her back has been a journey. It's still an ongoing journey, but I recognize that and I go, you know, I've spent so many years trying to build back that person that someone once said, like, they've got it, whatever it is. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. But it's just interesting to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to build that back. And boundaries are good and vows. Like with women, when they say no and enough, I'm done. It's over. See how powerful it is to hold a boundary. No, enough. I'm not doing this anymore. So for that part of yourself, you like, I just refuse to let anything have me. I'm taking it all back. Mm-hmm. That That's what I'm doing. Boundaries are very powerful in healing. And so what would you say to those out there who are struggling, whether it's, you know, with finding that healing or finding that place where they can begin to heal or even finding happiness. There's bound to be a lot of questions and a lot of feelings throughout this whole episode. So what would you say to those that are struggling? I would say to say a little prayer to the wind, to the stars, to the moon, to the sun, and whatever your God is or higher power. And I'd be very private about it. And I'd say, dear light, dear sun, dear universe, dear God, please help me to become the best person that I can be. I will surrender now and allow you to step into my life and help me. And that alone will open a doorway to begin. And then magically a book will drop into your lap or a teacher will come. Surrender to the path. You know, that's what the Buddha did on the search for his peace. Mm -hmm. He went into the forest Mm -hmm. and kept looking. So go on the journey and surrender it and see what happens because it will be answered when you get out of the way. So just a small, simple throwing a balloon into the air. I'm surrendering. Help me. It's powerful. And doing this with your hands, you know, letting go. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens. Well, it has been delightful spending this time with you. It's been delightful to meet you, Vanessa. Yeah, I think people will enjoy this episode. It's definitely different than what we've normally done. And I was so excited to meet you because I thought, you know, whatever, whatever stories, whatever energy we can put out there, all the better. So I'm so happy that you were here. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) So I'm curious, is there is there anything that you've never been asked before that you've wanted to answer to? You know what I mean? Like, because you get asked a billion things and I'm sure you get a lot of repetitive questions, but what's that one that you've always wished somebody would ask you, but they never did? Oh boy, that I'd have to really ponder that one. Yeah. It does. It's not coming quickly. Okay. That's okay. What, what is coming quickly to you? I think I feel really full here. Like I got to speak to some things that are on my heart, which mm-hmm. makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel really filled up. I really feel like, wow, I got to say, you know, things that I wanted to. And I really appreciate that about you. So thank you so much. It's nice when someone says, and how are you, Audrey? Yes. And they mean (laughs) it. And they mean it. Well, you mean it. And I (laughs) like that because I'm always doing that. And when someone says it to me, I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. It's a really nice thing. And the way you listen is really lovely, too. I've had a lot of interviews where... 
I don't know if I'm the interviewee. Mm. <laughs> Some people, I think they just have a guest just so they could say what they want to say. Yes. It's like as though they have a set list of questions and they're trying to get to that next one. So, yeah. And they just want to, they're using it for them. So, yeah. you know, when I did my show, I was interviewing too. And you want to be careful to give the guest the stage because that's what you're there for. And so doing an interview where you give it to the person is a really beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And when I watch TV and I watch news and people do that, I really like that because that's the way it should be with the guest. Thank you very much for that. You're uh -huh. so welcome. I can't take any of the credit. <laughs> I learned from the best. Our founder, creator, Mr. Trepka, he'll be like, no, no, no. But it's true. He had a very profound influence on on anyone he's come across. But one of those things was really listening to someone with with all of your all of your being, all that you have. And then I've come to recognize with this show, with the docuseries, with all of it, that um, you know, I'm here every week. You're not. So to have you here in this moment and to be able to let you freely just let it all out whatever it is that's that's freedom that is just like an amazing breath of fresh air for for you for us for everyone i'm so happy to even be here with you and, and facilitate that however i can and that's a very soul spiritual thing and that's as simple as it gets <laughs> and as profound and lovely as that gets so thank you well, thank you as well and for everyone else out there that wants to find more about you audrey can you tell them where they can find you online social media all of that good stuff Yes, the Audrey Hope, my website. Well, AudreyHope.com and then on social media, Instagram, the Audrey Hope and the Audrey Hope on Twitter because Audrey Hope was taken. So I had to be the Audrey Hope, which is okay. I guess, you know, that's the way it was supposed to be. But my website is AudreyHope.com and that's where most of my stuff is. Well, I've seen stuff. I, I love it all. So thank you. Thank you for being super awesome and hopeful. <laughs> you put the hope in hope for all of our listeners out there thank you guys for joining us on are you happy podcast we will see you next time and audrey have the best friday of your life thank you so much vanessa the are you happy hour and are you happy hotline are brought to you by are you happy podcast be sure to follow us on social media such as Instagram and subscribe via your favorite podcast platform. Are You Happy? The docuseries can also be found on social media such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See you guys next time for another wonderful episode of Are You Happy? The Happy Hour.